With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's episode number two of the Daily Ticket and one episode was in the books and I do appreciate all the comments and all the reviews. It dropped this morning and I got a lot of suggestions on how to do a better podcast. People were talking about angles. People were talking about where the camera needs to be, where the mic needs to be. So I'm here at Comerica Park. Tigers just lost to the Yankees. So I'm going to try to do better for you. I promise. And if it doesn't work this time, it will only get better as we go on. I promise. I also promised I would read the worst and the best reviewer comments. And I wrote them down. And the bad ones were hurtful. And the good ones were pretty nice, even though I'm not sure I believe them. So I'll read those at the end of the podcast. But I don't want to talk about baseball, even though we're here at Comerica Park. I want the season to be over, to tell you the truth. Bring on the playoffs. And bring on football. Because we're finally here. College football starts this weekend, people. This weekend, both Michigan and Michigan State have games. How exciting is that? Now, they're not great games by any means. Friday night, Central and Michigan State in East Lansing. Saturday, East Carolina at Michigan in Ann Arbor. And both coaches, Jim Harbaugh and Mel Tucker, took the podium today. And there wasn't a whole lot that you could sink your teeth into. Mel Tucker talked about a starting quarterback and said, you'll find out Friday against Central. Jim Harbaugh opened up with a six-minute written statement talking about college football and how TV networks make a lot of money and conferences make a lot of money. Why aren't the athletes making a lot of money? And he talked about 100% profit sharing, which, by the way, I'm totally fine with. In fact, I'm fine with most things that have gone on in college football. And there's a lot, by the way, conference realignment, the NIL, Can you believe next year USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big Ten? It's insane to think about, but it's true. Oregon and Washington, they're going to be in the Big Ten too. What about Arizona? Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. They're in the Big 12. I heard rumors, check this out. I heard rumors that Cal and Stanford are going to join the ACC. Like, huh? It's crazy what's going on in college football. Are we eventually going to have a super conference where the teams up here are going to play for an Addy while the team's not in the super conference? They're not going to play for anything? Do they go to bowl games? Does their fan base even care? Do they close down their football programs? Like, there is so much craziness in college football. And to tell you the truth, I really don't care about a lot of it. It doesn't bug me by any means. You want to know why? Because as soon as the Rose Bowl made the announcement that it's not going to be the Big Ten and the Pac-12, I knew things were changing. Now, I didn't think things were going to change this much, but I knew things were changing, and here we are. 
changing. Have you seen some of these salaries that these quarterbacks are getting? I say salaries, but it's NIL money. Have you heard of Arch Manning? Of course you have. He goes to Texas. He's going to get paid $3.7 million this season. That is more than most NFL rookies. And Manning, get this, probably won't even play this year. Quinn Ears is probably going to win that starting job. Think about that. 3.7 mil because your name is Manning. It doesn't bother me. It does bother some people. Caleb Williams, he won the Heisman for USC last year. 2.6 million. Travis Hunter is going to make 1.7 mil at Colorado. Deion Sanders' kid, Shadir Sanders, he's going to make 1.5 million. And don't forget about Drake May from Carolina. He's going to make one and a half million bucks as well. The direction of college football bothers people. It's understandable. People love the tradition. They love what college football used to stand for. Now, those same people claim they've fallen out of love with college football because it's different. I don't believe them. I don't believe them at all. I think when the rivalry games come, you're still going to be a huge fan. But I do think it's a lot to swallow. I do think it's a lot to digest, but none of it bothers me. None of it bothers me, and I am not ripping on people that it bothers by any means. It just really doesn't bother me, except for one thing. And I'm going to make a controversial statement, and you're going to laugh at me, and you're going to call me a liar, but I'm telling you, I will argue and convince you that I'm right. Because the only thing about college football that truly bothers me, and I don't even know if this is a byproduct of the new college football, the only thing that really bothers me is the scheduling. And we're going to focus on Michigan, but it's not just a Michigan issue. The non-conference from Michigan is a freaking joke. It's an absolute joke. It's disgraceful. Why anybody would pay money to go see East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green is a mystery to me. Last season, it wasn't any better. It was Colorado State. It was Hawaii. It was UConn. Do you know in those three games, Michigan won those three games by a combined score of 166 to 17? 166 to 17. I got to say it again. It's so insane. 166 to 17. Took me a while to do that math. You should be proud of me. I really broke out the abacus. No, it's not just Michigan. It's Georgia. They have Tennessee, Martin, Ball State, and UAB. Last year, however, they did have Oregon, and they destroyed them. So let's just go back to focusing on Michigan. And by the way, Michigan's going to have Texas next year. So hopefully... It's going to be a lot more interesting non-conference season. But the scheduling kills me. We wait so long for college football. We can't wait. We jones. We fantasize about our team. And then you open against East Carolina, which isn't a big deal if maybe a Notre Dame was coming afterwards. Maybe even an Auburn and Peyton Thorne were coming later. There's nothing for Michigan. It's three games against three cupcakes, and if you actually look at the schedule, Michigan out of 12 games has three interesting games. They have at Penn State, they have at Michigan State, and they have the Buckeyes, the last game of the regular season. The schedule's a joke. 
You can read it right there. Michigan's non-conference schedule is a joke. And you can't help what the Big Ten schedule is because Big Ten teams just aren't very good. That's the Big Ten's problem. That's other teams' problems. That's not Michigan's problem. But the non-conference for the second straight year is Michigan's problem. And I have no desire to go to these games. I really have no desire to watch these games. And I know there's people that look at college football as just fun. They want to tailgate. They want to get there early. They want to get their drink on. They want to get their barbecue on. And whatever happens in the game, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They don't care who they're playing. A lot of college football fans are like that. They want to go have fun, wake up on Saturday morning, drive down to the stadium, in this case, Ann Arbor, the big house, party with their buddies like they've been doing their whole lives, go home, Michigan wins by 50 against Cupcake City. That sucks. That sucks. I hate it. Again, one or two, fine. The third, it's just so hard to digest. I like waking up after waiting a full off season of college football. I like waking up on a Saturday and having some jitters, having some nerves, knowing that my team is going to play a big game and they might lose. And now the controversial statement. And you're not going to believe me, but I put it off long enough. I would rather my team lose. In this case, Michigan. I'm a Walmart Wolverine. I didn't go there, but I've liked them my whole life. I'd rather my team lose to a quality opponent than to blow out, I don't know, pick a school, Lawrence Tech by 100,000. And you won't believe this. And you might feel differently. And that's fine. Rate, review, comment section. Let me know. It's totally okay that we disagree. I hate Cupcake City and the non-con. I absolutely hate it. I'm 47 years old. I don't know how much I have ahead of me. The older you get, the more you realize that life is about entertainment. Give me something, people. Give me something. I want to wake up and I want to say to myself, it's a big game. Let's go. Now, next year, it's going to get better. They'll play Texas. And if they lose to Texas, I'm sure a lot of people will come back at me and say, Rieger, you're stupid. You moron. You wanted that. I did. I did. Because one loss isn't going to knock you out. One loss is not going to be the end of you. We've seen it over and over and over again. One loss will not kill your season, especially if it's to a quality opponent. And next year, when 12 teams are going to make the playoffs, you better schedule tough. Then maybe finally we'll see some tough non-conference games. But like I said, it's not just Michigan. It's the entire college football model. Play nobody, beat nobody, stay undefeated, and maybe you have a chance at the big prize at the end. You know, I looked at the first week of college football. You know how many top 25 matchups there are where, like, a top 25 team plays another top 25 team? There's one. There's one. You got to wait till Sunday night to see that one. There's one. That's it. It's ridiculous. It's a good one. LSU, number five in the country. Florida State, number eight in the country. 
But there's one out of all the college football games over the weekend, and we waited so long to get to college football. And by the way, maybe if Michigan actually, hear me out for a second, schedules a tough non-conference game, maybe it would actually go a long way for them winning the big one. Have you noticed what Jim Harbaugh does in the postseason? Whether it's a bowl game, whether it's a BCS game, or not BCS, but CFP game, college football playoff game, he's one in seven. He lost to TCU last year. They were favored in that game. That was a joke. The year before that, they got rolled by Georgia. Georgia, of course, goes on to win the Natty. That was the first year. They won it again last year. Maybe if you schedule tough, it will help you when the season ends and the postseason begins. I'm not saying be Tom Izzo in Michigan State where Tom doesn't schedule like any cupcakes. He schedules Kansas and Duke and North Carolina and Louisville and every ranked team. I think they play all 25 of them. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for one stinking good game in the non-con for me to wet my whistle because the majority of Michigan season stinks. It's boring. They roll everybody. And you can't do anything about the Big Ten, but you can do something about the non-conference. So there's my controversial statement. This non-conference season, again, for Michigan's a joke. I would rather lose to a quality opponent than beat up on some cupcakes. I keep wanting to give out the number, 248-539-9797. I'm so used to that. But let me know, comment section, rate, and review. Am I way off base here? I do kind of think a lot of people might end up agreeing with me. So there you go. Episode number two in the books. However, I did promise you all the mean comments and all the nice comments, they're going to be right. I picked out a bunch of mean and nice comments. And I'm not even so sure that the nice comments are really nice. Like, let me tell you what I mean. I'm new to this podcasting thing, like I told you. So I'm not exactly sure if these are sarcastic or if they actually mean nice things. We're going to start with the positive comments, the good reviews and the good comments. This one comes from by YouTube views 1024. When your name is by YouTube views 1024, do you really mean what you're saying? But Mr. By YouTube Views 1024 said something very nice. He said, or she said, you have a real talent for engaging your audience. It's clear you care about us. That made me feel all warm and fuzzy until I showed the comment to my wife and she said, that's a bot. Can a bot really go on YouTube and put a comment? I don't know. How about this comment from AL Dog 1015? Dog with two Gs, by the way. Said, glad you're finally on. I have the same concern. I hope we are wrong. Go Lions. That's the yesterday's podcast about the fact that no Lions starter, at least the majority of Lions starters didn't play in the preseason. Makes me very concerned. How about this one? And this is my favorite comment so far. Like when you do radio shows at 97 won the ticket, there's this thing called ticket text. People can just anonymously, even though we have their phone number, they can anonymously leave comments for you. You can choose to read them on the air or not. I always read the negative ones. I read the positive ones too, but mostly negative. But I never really know if it's a positive or negative one because I, I guess I have low self-esteem. I don't know. Somebody says something nice and I say, do they really mean it? But this one, I think, is a compliment. Chris Daly, 8879, says, 
Rieger is like Nickelback. You know, the band? Rieger is like Nickelback. Everyone says they hate him, but when he's on, they're still bobbing their heads. Boom, that is a compliment right there, right? Although I don't like being compared to Nickelback. How about like Aerosmith? Well, they're in their 70s. How about Pearl Jam? I don't know. I think that's a compliment. All right, here's the negative ones. These are all, not all, but there was a lot. These are some of the negative comments and reviews from the first episode. This is hurtful. We're going to do it, though. We're going to get through it. Anne and Nathan, 6851, said the following. The intro was terribly boring and tedious. As a new podcast, deliver value before reading us administrative stuff. Okay, that was more of a tip. Wasn't that bad, right? How about this one? And this one hurt. This one very hurt. Because as you know, yesterday's podcast was about Jared Goff not playing in the preseason, how it made me uncomfortable. So there was a part of the podcast where I said, I hope I get this right. Because by my count, I only had three guys not playing in the preseason talking about starting quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Jared Goff. Well, this individual, his name is Mike E.R. Cole, 2800. He says the following, and he was speaking for me. He was imitating me. He said, here's my take, but I did not do the research. Time to move on. He then proceeded to name all the quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. I had Goff, Dak, and Herbert. Mr. Mike E.R. Cole pointed out that Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson also did not play. So I missed five quarterbacks. It's one thing for people to disagree with your opinion, but when somebody points out that your research was wrong or you didn't know your facts, then you feel like a bozo. So that one, that was, that was hard. I got a couple more negative ones. This guy said the following. Patriot 4757 said, not sure I could stomach a take from Rieger every morning and you could make sense every day of the week as well. It's pretty negative. Cried for a couple hours. So there you go. Could have been worse though. One day I'll tell you about all the negative ticket texts that I've received over the course of my life. Those are so far much worse. So there you go. Comment, review, rate, get the podcast, The Daily Ticket, episode two, wherever you get your podcasts. Watch it on YouTube right here as well. And again, the best, best comment and the best god-awful, you suck, worst comment, I'll make sure to read at the end of every episode. And also tell me if you agree with my controversial statement. I'd rather Michigan lose to a quality opponent than beat up on some cupcakes week after week after week in the non-conference. The Daily Ticket, rate and review. It's been fun, everybody. Two episodes now in the books. I'm just getting going. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy. 97 won the ticket.